This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the wrestler, the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. Thank you for listening. Welcome to One Nation Live. Welcome to One Nation Live. You want to say the July 16th edition like you normally do? The July 16th edition of One Nation Live. James, what's going on, man? You're in the building. Yeah, um, had to show up. You know, one of the issues, though, is I had to put on, you know, I'm in the middle right now putting on lotion. You know, you got to make sure you're not ashy for radio, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so so we're back with another uh, live edition. Rance, what's going on? I see hear you listening in. Uh, if you guys want to interact with the show, uh, feel free to join the comment section and submit questions, comments, anything you want to get read on the air. If you feel like calling in because what we said is bullshit or you just want to, you know, offer a different perspective, uh, call in One Nation Radio on Skype and then uh, your call will come through and uh, rants with, yes, black people problems. Exactly. Like <laughs> with the um, with the lotion. That's uh. what he said. <laughs> but um, yes, uh, add One Nation Radio on Skype and I guess we can just go ahead and get it started now. Um, we can start with the big news of Talking Smack being canceled. Um, initially, there there were a lot of different uh, feelings on what happened uh, and why. And initially, we thought, okay, um, it was a deal where you know the ratings or whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. You give look at a press release for it or whatever, something that would um, resemble a press release, and uh, and it seemed like they were alluding to. It wasn't. It wasn't drawing eyes, uh-huh. which is like okay, fine, whatever. I mean, obviously, it's something that's going to become an issue once you put it at the end of the two or five lives, as opposed to right after SmackDown. Correct. Um, but then this comes out this morning, and you're just like, about actually Vince basically just shows up because I, I remember um, Dave Meltzer mentioned that like he was having hip surgery. Vince was having hip surgery maybe at the beginning of this year. Uh, or whatever, so uh, he wasn't, you know, following, he wasn't with the everyday product, and you know, that's why they have Triple H and, and Stephanie there to, to basically help run the damn thing, and, or both both brands, so he, apparently he shows up, he just shows up to, to like, Tuesday, and he was like, what the fuck is this, <laughs> and he's like, what, and he was like, it's unscripted, and he didn't like what he saw, so he, 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 uh, he can't, in the words of Nino Brown, he canceled that bitch, yes. so, yes. I mean, that's where we are now. Um, I think this is an absolute travesty uh, for more reasons than one. Uh, I wrote a column pretty much immediately in the aftermath of of the uh, you know news breaking, and I felt like talking smack. The original like live element that it had with the uh, follow along right after SmackDown ends, like when they put two hundred five live in that time slot, that was a signal that beginning of the end, the beginning of the end. And while there were other moments in Talking Smack that were good after 
they it is straight away from the original formula which i thought was it was like the best thing every week on wwe tv because these dudes and women uh went in there and they got to be themselves they got to show that they were people they got to get yeah. over like even uh even you know i'm not a huge fan of his at all like jinder mahal when he went on there uh, like he equated himself very well like you know just corbin corbin very corbin, well corbin on air has not cut one single promo on on TV that does not make him sound like a robot. Right. And then he shows up on Talking Smack, and, every, and pretty much every time he's been on there, he actually sounds like a human being. Like, what is Shocker? He's not yeah. sitting there trying to remember every single line. He's not, you know, he's not, you know, the whole thing with him when he stands up because of promo on TV is he always rocks back and forth. It's <laughs> like a nervous tick. Like, he's not, you know, he can just sit there, relax, put the beanie on, cover up the ball spot, maybe maybe self-conscious about the ball, about the right. ball. I don't know. But you saw all these people showcase and get over their character, whether it was Alexa Bliss or it was even Rhino and Slater. Remember when Rhino showed up as drunk Santa and was hitting on on Renee? Yes, bro. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like that was that was like an awkward train wreck you couldn't turn away from. But it was but it was funny as fuck. It, like, was, <laughs> it was so inappropriate. It was funny because it was inappropriate completely. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, especially you know, enough can't be said about the Miz in, in his time. But like oh, yeah. you think of We're like get to that. you think of the Usos and how they got over. Like besides, it was more than just um, even before they started doing the the, the, the Jada Kiss and Styles rap yes. rap each other's uh, rap trade off every two bars thing. Um, for promos, like, they were on there when they turned on the, uh, on, um, Alpha, Alpha. we turned on Alpha, they were like, look, man, we've been here for a long time, these young, basically, like, these young, snotty-nosed punks, like, they, they, just, they new kids on the block, we gotta show them what it's about, or whatever, and they not just gonna disrespect us and show us up. Like, and that sent us on the direction of them turning heel, and where we are now to where they, you know, they probably cut the best TV segment of the year. Right. Or one of them. It's on the shorthand list, so far. So, it's really sad to see like so much good work that was done, and also for me, it's also really depressing for the fact that Renee has acquitted herself so well that when they hire the next geek or third person to any of these main roster things, I'm sitting there looking at them sideways because she is so good at getting over talent for interviews. There's no reason, and we've seen her do NXT work as a color commentator or as a play-by-play person, and there's no reason that she's not the play-by-play person. Oh, oh, right. Taking take either Cole Spot or now that Morrow's gone, uh, Phillips. She should be running SmackDown. Right. Absolutely. And this is where we are now, where it's like, your most talented, like your most talented, uh, her and Graves are the like two she's most our, talented. She's our Gene Oakland. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and, she's the, and she's the best interview person we've had since, like, we were doing, like, the Raw sit-down interviews during the Attitude Era, uh-huh. probably. Like, this is where we are now. And I think, um, you know, as we mentioned, like, with The Miz, like, it was the fourth show of, of the yeah, series yeah. where he basically put the team on his back, though, yeah. and, and basically obliterated a coward, you know, that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, 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 that uh, doesn't love the fans and everything else. And Miz single-handedly saved his own career. Yeah. Like, and essentially, uh, like, I like, believe he would have been a WWE Hall of Famer anyway, but I feel like it's unquestionable like, now. Like, like, think about it like this, right? Yeah, because he gave him another run. Yeah. The, the funniest part is... He was on TV, like, basically about to run a hill feud with, with Apollo Crews. And then they basically said, nope, we're not, like, 
because of what he did. And, you know, and one of the things is, like, it was came so out of nowhere because it seemed like it was Trainwreck TV. Uh, it seemed like this was not, like, it was actual shooting things that went awry and everything. But it was so good and so compelling that, like, this is what happens where, like, he actually gets a following where, as opposed to him being always, like, no matter what he did, he was always the guy no one ever liked because mm-hmm. he was healed no matter how good of a talk he was, no matter how many times they trusted him with the mic to get stuff over. And, like, they still would not push him until he gets he blows up online and then they give him stuff and then he starts putting on this feud with Ziggler and then we end up where we are now to where he was so hot that they said we need to put him on Mondays and like they wonder why the act is insane like mm-hmm. and then you saw Great Balls of Fire the after show he comes out there and, he's, and, again. and, he, and he rubs it all in Renee's face all over again about you know the Dean Ambrose thing and it's just like this dude is a star let him talk to get over his feuds. That's, you know, Let all these people street. talk. Yeah, pretty much. It, like, it's just sad. Like, it's, 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 one really more, sad. it's one more thing that these folks don't they, they don't use or can't use to get over organically. Yeah. And uh, it is also another thing is like, we talked about this last week. We talked about this for like two weeks. It's like anytime there's any type of thing that WWE like gets off the ground organically throughout, like they just, get, they're like the worst, their own worst enemies. Like, like, oh, you like this? Let's take it away. Like, even, even like, behind the scenes or even, like, as a storyline, it's always take away from what the fans actually like. Yeah. Like, take away the stuff that's good for some reason. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing, you know, how, how you mentioned Miz blowing up online. That, that brings back to the question, how small are we? How much influence do we really have again? Oh, yeah. I think that we have a, a large influence on on what's going on. But, you know, um, we got a question actually uh, from Rance. He was like, uh, you don't think this is all to save two, to save 205 Live? Why would that save 205 Live? I mean, like, 205 Live already took the spot. Yeah, exactly. Like, you think of it like this, right? If you have a hit TV show on TV and, and you have it, you anchor other shows that need to support starting out early on to get a following around that show. So, for example... You put it after the show, right? You put it either... Yeah, you put it after the show. So, for example, um, back when back when NBC was still, like, making really, really good uh, comedy in television, which is not a... NBC, they don't really do that much anymore. Uh-huh. But... Um, what up, they, Caleb? They would block all their all their sitcoms all together for must see TV. So you would get Friends, Seinfeld, and what and Mad About You and uh, Will and Grace all all together mm-hmm. so they can all basically you know, it's like it's drafting off the success of Seinfeld and Friends. Mm-hmm. So that's why you put that's why you put two oh five or, or um two oh five live on after SmackDown and then you put Talking Smack on at the end of 205 Live so that it's separate between two things that you guys really want to see. So if you're so hopefully you'll watch, click over, watch it, watch the uh, the cruiserweights and then stick around for the, you know, what you really want to see. Like one of the issues was they could have put it on. They could have put 205 Live on at seven on Tuesdays. That they would didn't be do the that. answer. And they, they didn't do that because it's been the answer the whole time. Because they knew that if they put it on at if we put it on at ten, we have a better shot of, of actually making the show successful than putting it on at seven. Mm-hmm. They knew, but now this is the repercussions of what happens when you put the freaking thing on at late night, pretty much. Right. Eleven o'clock is late night. 
Yeah, and uh, I actually want to speak to. I got into a debate with uh with a with one of our members that was saying, you know, they, he doesn't have time to watch. You know, did not watch. Right. Yeah. So that that was my that was my uh, argument. I know also. what you're talking about too. It was so weird that he was antagonistic about it because it's like, dude, there's plenty of stuff on WWE that I don't watch. I don't watch main event. I don't watch superstars or if it still exists. Right. I don't watch 205 Live anymore. But I don't, There's I don't, obviously more but, content that we can consume, but it's right. just about I don't, how I don't you watch do it. it. I only watch NXT for, during the takeovers or whatever. Word of mouth, tell, y'all tell me about something being really good, right? So for me, it's like, all right, I don't watch it. Doesn't mean that because I don't watch it is there is therefore is therefore deemed irrelevant and should like die, right? Right, and I mean die like as if it's a human being, you, you <laughs> take it out back and shoot it in the head. So I thought that was that's what I thought that was got my weird. dog Omar in the building. Uh oh, we are, are we gonna let Omar call the show? See, here's the thing, right? <laughs> we got to set ground so, rules for Omar. No, no, here's, here's the thing for Omar. I told Omar that he was on probation, and I thought that he he is talking about like how he was still going to slide there for a call. So what I was going to do was I was going to do punishment by not having him, by not allowing him to call in on the on the inaugural show. Oh, But wow. he didn't show up. So, yeah. Omar, you, you're, you are banned for this week. You can call in next week. <laughs> yeah, because you skip your punishment. Yeah, so this he, he ran off on the plug essentially. Yeah, he you tried. Know. Yeah, he, he, you know, he tried to, to slide out the way, but no, he, 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 uh, not this time, not this time. All right, uh, he says uh, the network's value comes in the nostalgia aspect. I believe that is the case too. Like, is if, that true though? I, I don't know if that's at, well. I know I enjoy the nostalgia stuff or nostalgia stuff. Uh, I don't watch it that often though. Like, it's okay. it's rare. I'll pull it out occasionally, but you know, it's. Is weird um, with the network. Like it's obviously a great value because I I have the entire history of the business essentially in my pocket. Right. Like <laughs> what I will say is for for, for for you know freaks like us, that's a that's a huge asset to be able to say I have pretty much I have every WCW and um in WWF pay per view and ECW pay per view right there to go grab. I have all of Nitro. Um, I have all of Raw, all of SmackDown, all of um. I forgot what ECW's uh, uh, show was. I think it's just ECW TV. Hardcore TV. Okay, yeah. And and just have that. But I have have read and and have heard that that's not what draws on the network. The network draws the network is the live program. The new, like, live programming, especially, obviously, the pay-per-views. So That's um, what uh, Rance actually just said. Yeah, the value is in the pay-per-views. 13 pay-per-views are $120 a year. Essentially, and it's even more pay per views now, right? Yeah, it's like twenty something. <coughs> um, so or night, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's like twenty. Okay, so um, what I would say is that it's kind of uh, where we are now with the network. Like, I, I mean, I guess we could transition to the the May Young Classic and how they're going to roll it out, which is weird. Yes, um, the May Young Classic uh, it wasn't on the list, but it's. Good that you brought that up. Um, I've I've avoided all spoilers. Please, if you know anything, do not ruin it for me in the comments. I'll um, give you one spoiler. It's not it's not any results. I heard that uh, a few people have mentioned that the first night of the May Young Classic was better than the first night of the Cruiserweight Classic. Like the first like the first night of tapings hmm. was better, which is saying something because like the first night is like um, an Abushi match. I believe the first night is also like uh, the Ciampa versus uh, Gargano. Gargano match was just freaking incredible. I actually watched for the first time over over I think set or Friday night. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah. Like, so that that's really saying something if, it, if it's that good. Yeah, like, um, I, I heard there was a huge face-off between uh, both factions of four, four horsewomen. Uh, Shayna Baszler face, is in the tournament. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hearing everything that I'm hearing about it is is pretty positive so far. The person who should win the tournament, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is Kyrie or who? Shayna Baszler. I think so. Yes. Over Hojo. Yes, of course. Mm. It could. What if she shoots, Rich? That's true. Oh, uh, look. That's true. All right, all right, come out here. I mean, I'm sure Kyrie Hojo, like, you know, a lot of the um, a lot of the workers um, in Japan, like, they also they also know how also shoot fighters, yeah. too. But, like, it's one thing to be a UFC, a former UFC fighter, and come out here and, and, uh, and, and wrestle, you know, you know, non-legit, the non-legit. She, like I said to you before, she should pull Brock Lesnar and go in, and, and, yeah, uh, go in and go into business for herself and hard away some of these women and get them out of there. Yeah. TKO. You should, you should have came with us to Shine uh, on Friday. Shine was really good. Oh, yeah? There was only one match I would deem that, like, wasn't up to par. Hmm. And everything else got to finally meet Jordan Grace. I actually sounded like a, uh, an actual human. Uh, <laughs> I was able to talk to her with coherent sentences, you know, and, and mark out. But, uh, yeah, she was really cool. Her match was really good as well. But, yeah, that was a good show. And they're having the finals for that tonight. I'll be at a dinner, so I won't be able to go, but I wish I could. Um, they, uh, I want to go through the uh, participants in the um, May Young Classic. Let's see. Uh, how, okay, like, so how many of them have we already seen via Shine? Or also, let's um, see. We've seen or also the Super Show on uh, WrestleMania weekend. We've seen Sage Beckett with right. Amazon Andrea. Yep. We've seen Rachel you, Ellering. Now, my question is: Do you think they they uh, they, they changed their name because of uh, Beth Phoenix? Yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course they did. This is also the company that said, "Hey, we're gonna we're just gonna break Charlotte's uh, pay per view streak because we can't have her be went have sixteen can save the pay per view wins." On the same night that John Cena wins her his 16th title, and they said, "Yeah, we're going to cancel it. Forget WrestleMania, oh, wow. cancel it, just so we can make sure there's no two 16s mentioned on the same night." It's freaking. Of course, funny. we've seen Santana Garrett, Tessa Blanchard, yeah. uh, Shayna Baszler, yep. uh, Mary Dobson. I've seen her before. I'm interested to see Bianca Belair. I saw a GIF of what she was doing off the top rope, and I'm just going to say this: it was AJ Styles like. So, I also saw the get. I also saw a video of her before at I think it was an NFT house show or something. Whipping folks with the hair. Yeah, with the yes. hair. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, awfully accurate too. Yeah, and uh, Marty Bell, you know, is on there. We've seen her uh, there. Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, like it was like these just six foot, like just. I told you. I told yes. you, Rhea. Okay, so Bro, Rhea. And, and, and did you hear the report that came out? No. Which I think is absolutely ridiculous. No. All right. Uh, apparently, there are some people backstage in WWE that felt that some of the women, that the women in the Mae Young Classic mm-hmm. weren't up to par as far as in the looks department. I find that, one, so? even if they weren't to be okay, and then which... Is ridiculous because have have you opened your eyes? Like I don't. <laughs> oh, it, I mean, that's just weird. just a okay. mindset of some so, of these folks in this company. But I mean, is, but you weird. know how you know how that goes, and that's the weird thing is right. Like they they their whole plan once uh, was to I'm not well, I don't even want to do it, but like there are certain people recently that they want to push to the stars and moon because they were merchandise. Uh, they were merchandise 
uh, I can't even think of the right uh, the right word. They were just a, they were like a marketing like phenomenon. They could have been potentially, and then like, like they 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 fucked them up, right? Mm-hmm. And that person isn't exactly uh, on par with what the traditional WWE look is for their women, right? So it's like, all right, so if you're trying to push this person to the stars, what difference does it make if we're talking about a show or tournament, right? If, if, if they're not up to your standard, just beat them then. Yeah. Or don't hire them. All right. Hire some, you know. And, and the thing that's weird for me was like, okay, so when you're talking about the, um, I think it was called the uh, the participant parade or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, I saw, uh, what's her name? Um, Rhea Ripley, I believe. Lacey oh, Evans. Lacey Evans, and there was another. Tony Storm. Girl, a girl that was from India. Yes, um, Kavita Devi. Kavita Devi. And I'm like, oh my. Like, these, she should women. be with gender in, in those guys right now. Like, that's how you like, make like, it. Look, these, if like, you want to fit, we're going to get to gender more in a minute. I was like, like, all these women are like 5'10", like. This is exactly what WWE, this is exactly what WWE should be looking for. Like these women are all these women are quote unquote attractive enough. The ones I mentioned are all quote unquote attractive enough to WWE standards for beauty for women, which is sexist, but whatever. Um, <laughs> then, then they're also they also have the look of looking like you know like you know dollar bills, right? Because of because they're all like they all like fitness models mm-hmm. and they're all tall. So like you throw you have Charlotte here and you had those three or four other women that she and, actually has opponents and then you actually and, yeah and then you have like all you have all the stuff that Vince likes out of or Vince and the company likes out of their women and their wrestlers of being really really you know big, have, you know being big guys or, or big women I mean tall stature wise tall height and then and then they have the looks and so I thought that was weird mm-hmm. um I was like, okay, let Vince, let's Vince see this. Like, he'll hire, he'll bring her up, her up, her up, and her up, and her up. Like, right now, like tomorrow. They'll pull them out the tournament. <laughs> they don't want nobody to see them. Yeah. Oh, man. So, hide uh, their flaws, put them in the, put them in the performance center for God knows how long, and then bring them up to the main roster. All right. I'm going, I'm going to ask this question, and we normally like to stay away from this, um, because I feel like, with someone with this um, this track record and amount of greatness in their catalog and or excuse me, in their work over the this you know since the early eighties you know we we every so often we get on this this topic and every so mo- more often like they're a li- they're the question earns a little bit more credibility does Vince need to hand it over? Does he need to? I mean, from a critical perspective, maybe, probably, right? No, not maybe, probably, just probably. Uh-huh. From a creative perspective. Um, from, uh, from a point of, like, you look at the TV, and you look at the booking and the finish, and you look at the match quality in, before the booking, and then where the booking took you. Yeah, I think, I think, I think probably. Um... Especially as far as star development too, that's it's an issue. Um, now, as far as financially, I mean, they're making more. They're you know they're making so much money now because of the TV deal. I mean, I guess you, I guess it's a situation where, um, 
they don't really care about the performance as long as it, I mean they care more about the dollar than they do the the TV. <clears throat> I mean, I, eventually, you know, that will catch up with you mm-hmm. in the long run. I'm not saying WWE is going to go out of business in five years, <laughs> but like this could this could be a situation where like this is something that can't be reversed. Yeah, we got a couple comments on there. Uh, Rant says nope, and basically hand over his company. LOL, like uh, that's that's ridiculous. No, no, like, no, 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 no. We didn't say hand over. We, we didn't say we didn't say will he. We said should he. Yeah. Will he? The answer's fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, in, the wor- in the words of, of Lil Yachty, fuck no. Yeah. He's not uh, handing it over. I he think, pull it from his day from his cold dead hands. I think he should like take. He should step out of the all what I say is final role. And, you know, I don't know how exactly that happens, but there are, there are plenty of, you know, options, you know, uh, what else we got? Um, we got a comment from Omar, uh, as far as creative, he needs to stay away. Um, Vince, Vince can get over certain things. I think at this point, like if, if you need monsters and big guys built, he can do that all day for you. I will say this: If there is a main event picture, is there? If there is a single a single money storyline that needs to be done, Vince can still do the money storyline. Yeah. It's the rest of the show that's the problem, right? Right. So he can get over Braun Strowman flipping, uh, killing, killing Roman Reigns three times. He can get over Roman Reigns trying to murder <laughs> Braun Strowman, but <laughs> but you know he can he can get over um a, a you know Joe versus. Versus uh, Lesnar and uh, two gigantic uh, human beings finna cl- finna clobber the fuck out of each other. And they both can work. He can get that over in a heartbeat. Right. He, and, he, and he has right. He got over the two money storylines on Raw, but you know, like some of his decisions are just like are influenced basically on money as opposed to, are based solely on money as opposed to trying to do good television to get more money in the long run. Like it's a short term hustle. Like him putting the strap on. On gender, it, that's completely like we're trying to we're trying to penetrate this particular marketplace. So we need somebody that 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 um that somebody that looks like representation and a, and a face of that a familiar face for that marketplace. But not but while also like work without even like worrying about alienating the fan base he already has. Maybe he's already alienated so much of his fan base already that he feels like. I already, I'm already down to the hardcores. Y'all ain't gonna leave no matter how bad I fuck this up unless yeah. I turn this shit into TNA, which I'll never be that bad. <laughs> like, you'll never leave me. So I can go ahead and, like, try to work on this other angle over in the other hemisphere. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what it is. Um, We got another comment from Omar. Hunter has proven his eye for talent as far as surpassing, far surpassing Vince with the bridges he has built and still building. Hunter has shown he can run the company. Uh, we have a, another comment from Rance. He basically said, Hunter has done his job for like five years. Vince has 40 plus. I think at another point, you know, that would go back to the argument for Jinder Mahal. Like, he, is, he had no credibility before they made him the WWE champion. Like, sometimes a shot to the system. Well, well okay, this is what know, I'll say, right? Especially with backstage with Hunter being the guy that's so respected from the next generation of performers and feeling like he relates to all those guys and also a lot of them being his guys, he's not going to fuck them up. And, and it's also this, right? There's one thing, like, so me and Richard talking about this off air. When Daniel Bryan was um, was going through, and I think he was on, I think it was a Jericho podcast? He was doing somebody's podcast, and he was talking about how the time after he lost the belt, 
or had to, he had to give away the belt because his shoulder would not he couldn't feel um he was having an issue with nerve problems now going down his his shoulder right his neck and shoulder and he was saying how he got Vince's number from Cena and then about the time that Cena or it was time for him to retire Vince called Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan didn't realize that, that Vince had his, had even had his number Mm-hmm. Which is like, and you look listen to stories about guys like like Sean or Austin or wake up in the middle or, of the night or, or The Rock or Mankind, and you hear all these stories about how these dudes, like Vince, will literally like they will go to the pool and sometimes work on the booking stuff, right? Like Vince is so successful and so far removed from these guys now at a point where like he can't sit there and 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 talk to these people back and forth, like. Do you think, honestly, and like Jericho talked about this, right? He had, like Jericho actually relates a relationship with Vince, right? And can actually tell Vince no in certain things because he's been around long enough and then back in the time when Vince would actually leave, like work with the talent as opposed to telling the talent, you do this because I can find another five guys that can do the same thing you can you can do, right? right. <clears throat> and also, I don't have time for it because it's like we're a corporate and I got to do a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I got to do a whole bunch of shit. And I'm older. Mm-hmm. So... I think a lot of that contact, you know, like as opposed to knowing what your talent can and can't do and how you can better utilize them, Triple H has an edge because Triple H is now Vince twenty years ago. Right. You know, like yeah, yeah. he's literally in NXT with these guys, telling them, you know, this, that, and the third, and, they, and he gets feedback from them, and then he, he works some stuff out, mm-hmm. and then he, and then Vince, you know, Triple H tells Triple H tells Vince, or Vince tells Triple H. Person X, I need this person for TV, or if this person's ready, he needs to come up, is whenever you find a time for him on TV. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like, there's disconnect because, you know, Vince is notorious for not watching anybody else's wrestling. So, why would it, why the fuck would he watch his minor league wrestling? So, when so when you get Bailey com- comes up, or you get Sami Zayn comes up, or Adam Rose comes up, or Bo Dallas comes up, or Neville comes up, I can keep going with people that come up, or the Revival comes up, and then he fucks them up. Because like he's basically getting like the the uh, what do you call him? Uh, he's getting new toys with no idea of the, the value. He's getting the cliff notes for why this person's over, why this person worked, or whatever. Because he doesn't have the time. Because he's already running the big show, the two big shows, and he has to hear about person X, da 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 da, and he has to work, figure out how to work him in with all this uh, all these other moving juggling pieces in the air that he has to try to keep juggling. That becomes an issue, yeah. and then trying to delegate us, you know, trying to get these guys over. He's fucked them up left and right. <laughs> Just massively fucking them up. Um, he's fucked up Finn Balor. He's he's headed that way. No, he's already fucked them up. The Demon King. Yeah, that was fucking. He awful. fucked them up. Yeah, yeah. That that was. Uh, yeah, he, I think he's fucked up the Shield guys all to an extent. Um, well, that uh, that's a little different. That's a little different. Like I, I sat on here like three months ago saying eight, every one of the Shield members has failed. As baby faces. <laughs> well, what I will say is this: none of them became superstars. Um, they all became some level, some varying level of star. But like, I would say he fucked them up. But it's not because he they were NXT. He fucked them up because over time, like you can't beat uh, you can't beat uh, Dean Ambrose on t- on pay per view. Like question a from, question from Rance. He said uh, they added a word demon, but he's fucked up. Yeah, they called him the Demon King. The the Demon King, and which what sounds they did, just like the Demon, the Demon Kane, the Demon Kane, and also 
it was he was never called the Demon King before. He was just Finn so Balor. And he he put was on just Finn Balor. Like they had to turn him into a fictionalized character. They had to give him like some supernatural power of he taps into the demon inside of him. Which and, oh, like, I'm gonna tell you why, Rance. Like because you, you put so on there. When WWE puts their branding on things, they inherently become less cool. It's like your parents trying to trying to put it on yeah. there. Like when when you roll up and your your mom and dad is listening to the song that was hot like six or seven it's months like ago. Watch, it's like it's, watching your parents do the nene. Yes, like, or like just like, are you serious? It's like, yeah, this is cool, and then they like they they turn into a branding opportunity, and it turns less cool. That's just how marketing works. Like once it becomes, you know, like look. Rance is black. He understands what it is when he sees like white people take on some take on the new quote unquote hip dance at the time. He'd be like, what the first thing you see on Twitter? Like, they ruined it. It's over. They ruined it. It's over. Grandparents are here doing this at weddings now. It's a wrap. It's like over. It's, it's no longer like, we on some new shit. It's no longer new. Like it's the same thing as why we see like, when you see Enzo doing the Running Man Challenge. We're over. Like really? Yes. You're still doing the Running Man Challenge. Yes. Like that shit was whack when you were doing it at SummerSlam. Yes. That's why Kevin. That's why the crowd laughed at you when Kevin Owens was out here mocking you by doing the Running Man Challenge. Yes. On the apron. Like yeah. that's that's just that's just how it works. Like there's only a certain amount of time of how things pop off. Comment from um from Omar. He says uh, Finn has become Dean Malenko. That's hilarious, huh? Um, <sighs> I still find Finn Balor way more cool than Dean Malenko. Of course, yeah. not not ladies man Dean Malenko, yeah. but good old like, Ice Man like, Dean think Malenko. About like this, right? Every single time, he, yeah. Every <laughs> you know, <laughs> working on the wrist. Uh, <laughs> like think of it like this, right? There's only so many times that Finn Balor can come out, and you can call say that he is uh, that he is uh, what I mean, John Wayne tough and, and James Dean cool. There's only so many times that Corey Grace can say that. There's only so many times you can call Braun Strowman the monster among men before, and, before and we start ta- rolling our eyes. And how many eyes. times you can call Roman Reigns the big dog before you're just like, okay, we get it, fuck off, right? And uh, we had another comment I missed from Omar. He's like, the fact that SmackDown's roster or SmackDown's roster is far superior, and this was back on the um, the booking. Uh, the fact that SmackDown's roster is far superior to his brand champion is just a testament to how touch how out of touch a foreign vague heel is these days. We've seen this. But the thing is, this right? The same thing when we talk about oh, in this day and age, you can't get over a a white meat babyface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. I saw him get over Goldberg. I just saw it. I saw them get over Daniel fucking Bryan. I just, I just saw it three years ago. Yeah. The problem is they're not, they're not doing stuff. Where, they're not having people get over on the strength of their likability. They're having people get over the fact that oh, he's, he's this person is pratfalling. This person is, uh, is earnest. This person is a goofball. So that will make him lovable. He's like, no, you're making him seem like a geek because we haven't seen him rack up wins yet to let him know he belongs here yet. Yeah. Uh, Omar also added, fuck Bill. You know, in our group, Goldberg is known as Bill. People, look, y'all hate Bill Bill Goldberg so much. Meanwhile, look, I'll tell you this right now, right? Goldberg, as much as everybody in this group hates them some, there's claims to hate them some Goldberg. I know good and damn well, the first time Goldberg showed up, and he uh, and he cut that promo talking about how happy he was to be back and that he would accept Brock Brock Lesnar's challenge and he wanted to prove there was Super Bowl out there. It worked. Y- y'all know damn why? Be- Tell me why he's a family man, white meat baby face. He got it himself was fresh, over. and Listen. then all of a sudden they were like, "It needs to be the title match." And then we were like, "Hold on, you know, bro, but, like calm yeah, down. Exactly. We ain't asked for all that." Exactly. Like, <laughs> but you know why he got? But you know why they decided to do that? Because it's like, holy shit, we have a white meat baby face, and he got the fuck over as opposed to us. Our TV getting these dudes under every single week. Yes, Rance, you just called the Skype uh, One Nation Radio. 
Uh, we got a comment from Jared Lark. Uh, he says they have three foreign heels on SmackDown alone, and it's lame right now. And then, no, they have four, right? They have four? Okay, so you have Kevin Owens versus AJ. Correct. You have Rusev versus Cena. Yep. You have uh, Gender versus uh, Orton. So this is WWE uh, versus the world? Oh, wait, in a, in, <laughs> until, until we actually find an opponent for, for Naomi. Yeah. We had, we had Lana versus For, Yeah, correct. We had four. Correct. Um, my man uh, Simon is in the building. Uh, Omar was like, Simon's here, Tuck's chain, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Debo coming? Yeah, Debo coming. You, you know, you, okay, so we know that we just we just started off with uh, with Rans versus uh, Rans and Caleb are, are going to start a, a, a new podcast to add to the network. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, we'll figure out what the one. But we'll I guess it's the Social Suplex Network or something like that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll figure, yeah. It, we'll out. figure it out. So, but I think it's funny that like, how do we, I mean, I love Caleb, but like, I sort of want to see Go ahead, Adam. Like we got a caller from Rance. All right. Well, hold on. Before Rance, before you go, I really want to see a Rance and Simon uh, podcast. Oh so, my gosh! Because boy, that, if that ain't oil, if that ain't oil, I don't know what is. <laughs> Rance, what's going on? Thanks, thanks, thanks for calling in. What's man. man? Chilling, man. Thanks for calling in. All right. First and foremost, forgive me. I'm driving. Uh, I'm Sorry. doing the National Black Sunday thing we do and going to get some fried chicken. So uh, forgive me. <laughs> you, hey, man, you can't be saying that in front of in front of Miss Company. Why? <laughs> My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I you know they say that we out here, we out here have meeting in congregations and the, the, the talk and discuss that sort of stuff. They're like, yeah, Sunday's day. Yeah. You know, Saturday's barbecue. I mean. <laughs> so so uh, what, what, what brings you on, Rance? Well, first and foremost, I don't have a lot of time, so forgive me. But uh, I, number one, I mean, I've been meaning to call in on this Monday thing, on this Sunday thing since y'all started. Uh, you know I love what y'all do. You know you're my boys. For sure, man. But, man Guys, okay, first, I, I've been listening to the whole show since you started. Okay, right. appreciate the that. The Finn Balor thing is no, no doubt. The Finn Balor thing, first and foremost. Bro, okay, so NXT is watched by a smaller audience. I think that's consensusly Correct. agreed upon. Correct, moving on. What, get, what's it, what gets over in NXT isn't necessarily going to get over in the WWE, even if it's done perfectly. So all they're doing is adding more marketing to his to his brand. And everything they've done on NXT with Finn is the same thing they've done. They just added a word to his nickname. They, I mean, don't you remember the, uh, I guess it was when he was about to wrestle Joe? I and was, they did the whole 30-minute thing about is he a demon or is he a person? Right. This, this is something WWE's done. Well, this is what I would say to that, right, in response. You look at where he started off in the company, where he comes in on the first night and gets over on what may, may arguably be the greatest the episode of Raw ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was it was over. It was over like a superstar. And then you look what, what they, and you look what the TV was when he started uh, uh, going against uh, Seth. And then you see how he gets injured. He comes back and he's literally he comes back and he's literally aimless. Like he's in a he's in multi man match for the for the title for contendership loses and now he's and now he's wrestling the drifter. If he was fighting Samoa Joe, this wouldn't be the problem. If he was fighting Seth Rollins again, even though you know what I'm saying, like, imagine really if somebody you know? of Seth Rollins caliber or higher, this wouldn't be an issue. He's aimless right now. Yeah. Like he just had a, a pay per view match that on Raw. He right. had a pay per view match on Raw. He got yes. moved off the card. Yep. So did uh, so did Gold Dust and R Truth. Yeah. yeah, like this, like. 
is a disaster. So okay, you say it's a disaster. I, that, come on, that's that's a little that's a little hyperbolic. No, it's he not. They were going to make they were going to make him the champion for months. Like this man was going to be 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 the first guy crowned with a championship. If, if a, you're that guy, he was the first guy that WWE ever had any inkling of wanting to move to move on from the reigns for. And then they and then like he gets hurt and then they come back and like they say never mind that. Like they blame, they, Never mind that. Here comes Mongo. Yeah, they, they, like, they more or less. Have, I mean, they do this with guys depending on how much they like you. But like, they pretty much blamed him and kid him and and have, have basically lowered him down, cooled his jets, and slotted him in a certain spot because he got hurt. Right. Which oh, you know, if you're if, like if you're Randy that's Orton, if you're Randy, conclusions, man. Sorry. That's jumping to conclusions. No, man. it's not. Look where look where he was. Look where he is now after the injury. You know, he's back. Like when Randy Orton, like for example, when Randy Orton uh, missed all that time because he was hurt for months and months and months, just recently, mm-hmm. but getting to the SummerSlam feud, right? He yeah. missed he missed WrestleMania, and now and then he, he comes to SummerSlam. He's in the fucking main event, right? But he's in the main event because he wrestled Brock Lesnar, not because he was the main event star. And remember, I, have, was the I agree they with you. They but, had to give Brock somebody he's never wrestled before. They had to give Brock somebody that had name value enough to promote on the UFC pay-per-view. That's why it was Randy. So you Randy, so Randy Orton was the only guy they could have done that with. They couldn't have. They couldn't have picked, for example, AJ Styles or Seth, or no, was Seth back at that point? Yeah, yeah, Seth, yeah Seth, was back. Seth was back at that point. Yeah. But think, let's, say, let's say let's say let's say they didn't let's say Roman Reigns I'm sorry let's say Brock didn't beat the stuffing out of out of uh, Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania 32 they could have had a rematch where he didn't stuff the beat some beat some hell out of him champ. huh he was the world champ yeah yeah everybody was already involved in the feud that's why and it wasn't like brand new feuds they had been feuding AJ and Cena had been feuding for the past two months so 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 you mean to tell me that they didn't have a plan for what they're going to do with uh, after Russell, like right after WrestleMania for what they're going to do with with, uh, with Dean Ambrose? I'm sorry, not Dean Ambrose, but with Brock Lesnar in a match. You thought you think that they said we're going to let you beat the hell out of uh, out of Dean Ambrose and have an easy match so that you continue training for UFC 200, but we have no plan. We have no idea what the hell we're going to do when you come when it's time for us to get you back so you can draw for us on SummerSlam. Come on now. I, I didn't say that. What I'm saying is that... Well, you, you, said, they, you, know, you said that they basically, like, they stumbled into Randy Orton. You said they stumbled into Randy No, they didn't. They knew what I they didn't mean they stumbled. I meant to say that that was the best available feud because that, they were the two guys that had nothing to do with each other. And you can't just put anybody... You, you, can't, you can't headline a card with Brock Lesnar versus Curtis Axel. It's just not going to happen. So Randy was the perfect guy at the what perfect was time. What was <laughs> did he, who did he fight the beast in the East? Kofi Kingston. Who did he fight the one uh, the, when they were in Madison Square Garden? He fought the Big Show, no, I believe. But, the fucking okay, Big Show? Okay, really? No, you're right. It's, it's not a pay per view. It's, it's, it's only a network special. They're all the same thing. They're all the same now. They're all the same shit. No, it's not when it's, when it's advertised on the UFC pay per view. You guys are missing that point. This was advertised on a UFC pay per view. When was UFC 200? It was in July of last year. So they didn't. So they didn't have a plan for a month ahead of time. We're going to do a Brock Lesnar. What you're trying to convince me of, Rance? They probably had it planned two months in advance. Okay, then. Thank you. So they could have picked. So that means they could have picked anybody. That means they could have said, 
John Cena, AJ Styles, neither one of y'all are going to finish feud right now. You need to be in the main event versus Brock fucking Lesnar to, to actually main event this show. They said, no, we're bringing back Randy Orton, and we're going to bust his fucking head wide open to the white meat. That's what they did. That's what they decided on. That's literally what they decided on. Oh, man. We we, we got to move on. Uh, Rand, thanks for calling in, man. We're going to slide through the, some of the other topics. We appreciate you calling in, man. Yes, sir. For sure. I hope you keep listening because I feel like I just yelled at that man. <laughs> I feel like I stole it. Um, so uh, the U.S. title scene has been heated up in a heartbeat. Uh, if you look at the men that are around the championship, you have Rusev, you have John Cena, and you have uh, Kevin Owens. So my question here is the U.S. title scene or Jinder Mahal in the WWE title scene? Sorry, say that question again. Sorry, one more time. Uh, I was uh, trying to read through these comments. Sorry. Yep. Uh, I, I was saying uh, with the you know the the AJ Styles winning the U.S. title mm-hmm. and him bringing back the U.S. Open Challenge right, and right. if that's going to be a thing going forward. Looking at the guys that are all surrounding that belt, right? The U.S. title clearly feels like the number one championship now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you know, and I'm asking, is it the U.S. title or Jinder Mahal and the WWE title? Should, should we be worried about? As far as being the top by title, yeah, it's the it's AJ's title, yeah, it's it's the US title now. Like they did the same, they had the same issue at the WrestleMania 31, where it's like, okay, we don't think that Seth can actually be the guy, but we kind of have to be the guy so that like the crowd doesn't absolutely like shit on our main event because we can't have that. Then they forgot that man was a phenomenal wrestler and then figured it out. Yeah, even though they, he sort of proved it at WrestleMania Royal Rumble like that same year, whatever, right? right? So. He catches it and he becomes champion, but the thing is, he was backed by all these by by guys that should have been by main eventers being the secondary champions. He had Daniel Bryan as right. the Intercontinental Champion. He had John Cena as the U.S. Champion, right. and that was what it be like the thing of like almost like on the job training, right? Like whether it was going to be Seth or whether it was going to be Roman, the idea was we'll make this dude the top guy to help build him, even if he's not the guy. We still got the guys that are really the guys being yep. the, carrying the company. For you know, for real, in the entire they may have belts. And then I just, I, I just want to say this, and I just want to say this to anyone that would like to deny that that's what's happening. You're straight up full of shit if you think Jinder Mahal is the actual top guy on SmackDown. All you gotta do is look at your TV, right? He was like the second segment on TV. Like he's never the, correct. Like he's he was, rough, he, he was he's fifteen rough. minutes into the show, and then by eight thirty, he was gone home for the night in the showers. Yeah, like you just look at the TV of like one of the things, right? So. When, when me and you, like, during the end of 2013, right, towards the end of 2013, we were just like, dude, like, they keep screwing over Daniel Bryan. Like, eventually, what they're going to do is, like, he's not going to be in the title picture anymore, and they're going to move on to something else. And then, like, we're basically going to be stuck with, like, he got fucked over, he never got over, or he never got he never got his heat back, and this might be, this might mean he's going to move down the car. But the one thing that kept me somewhat optimistic of, like, they still believe in the dude at Star was. He was still getting two or three segments on Raw every single week. And doing all the main event segments. Right. So, you look at... So, and then, I mean, obviously, luck happens where De- CM Punk leaves, and then, like, they they basically decide to push their number one babyface as the, as the champion. And I think what a we, shot, I, right? I, and, and, I, and I think we get, like, arguably, I think, the greatest WWE Raw moment of all time with Dan Bryan sitting on the top of the cage leading the slow motion yes chant. I will never forget that as long as I live. Yeah. So... We uh, so you look at now and you look at like Ronald, you look at him on TV. It's like he's pretty much like the. What would you say? Like, what's that? The thir- 
he's pretty much treated like he is a second or third um, money feud. Oh, like Jinder. Oh, Jinder okay. seems like he's like the third. Yeah, like he's the third most important thing on TV on their TV at any given time. Yeah, now, that's, you that's think, how they slotted him. Now, that's now, how he looks like he's on, t- on now, TV. Now, now the gender defenders and truthers will say it's Randy Orton. It's their third, you know, match. Yeah, Jinder's beat this guy twice. Yeah, somehow forgetting that Randy Orton is a former thirteen-time champion. Yeah, forgetting that Orton still against anybody else would literally not be a problem. Uh, aside from Bray Wyatt, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if we're talking about Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens, we don't have this issue nope. right now. If we're talking, and that's a feud that they can still get to. They haven't done. They've had. They've had a couple of my matches on Raw, but they have. They never done a feud. Like we've only seen one AJ versus Randy Orton match. And it was and it was great. Yep. So like, it's still stuff for him to do there. And that's going to be pretty compelling once he's done with these two guys on back-to-back feuds. The, uh, they're having a Punjabi prison match, and they're famously struggling to sell tickets right now at in Philadelphia. What they're doing is the discounted tickets. They're selling like $20 discounts, right? Something like that. Tickets. And, uh, you know, who would have thunk it? You know, that in Philadelphia. <laughs> in Philadelphia. Think about it like this, right? Where was, um, if I remember, I'm trying to think of how, how this went. What was the pay-per-view? They had a pay-per-view in Philly. Or no. I'm sorry. When Reigns won the title with, when Vin, uh, from Sheamus and Vince was interfering, right? And he, and he punched out Vince. That was in Philadelphia, right? Right. Okay. So, they went, they went back to Philadelphia almost a year after after the, the 2015 Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. It was a fucking disaster. Like, one of the worst things they've done, or maybe the worst... Iceberg. Possibly the worst thing they've done in the last five years as far as pissing off, alienating their fan base, right? Roman comes back a year later, wins the title, and has the crowd pop for him. Yeah. Right? And they sold out that arena. They're going to Philadelphia with Jinder Mahal, right? And this is years after this now, Right? This two years later, yeah, and they can't sell out the fucking building with a pay per view. Not not well, not a raw a pay per view. And this also is, is the return of John Cena on the card supported with, and yeah. then yeah. whatever AJ Styles is, is doing. Yeah, I feel like you should just make your top guys your top guys and stop bullshitting. Stop bullshitting with yourself, as Snoop Dogg would say. Like, this is what I would say, right? You can like you know they always say the belt is a prop, right? Yeah. The thing is this: people care about that belt. The thing is this, right? If you turn it into, like, it's only a prop if you turn it into a prop. Correct. That's the thing. Like, if you want to, if you want to dick around and you want to make Kane a champion for one fucking day, or if you want to, um, or if you want to make uh, Miz the champion when he's not ready to be champion at that point in time, then that's what your belt will be. That's what your belt will be a a a symbol of. Right. Just like uh, we pick dudes for this shit. Yeah, like we just draw drew a straw out of hat or whatever. If you want to make Bray Wyatt your champion for a couple days, as you did, you like that's your issue, that's your problem. Now we weren't having this issue when AJ was a champion. It was a heel champion, the same exact way for a hundred and some odd days. This this is what you. I imagine they don't have this problem in Japan uh, with Okada. You know who who is carrying the single most prestigious championship that uh, I feel like I've seen in <laughs> since CM Punk. Uh, you know had, had the title on his waist. Um, like it's so funny, right? Like it's almost like. It's like they have no vision, right? So, or no, like... I, <laughs> uh, question from, or a comment from Omar. Uh, Philly cheered a near-paralyzed Michael Irvin. You think they'll give a shit about Jinder Mahal, LMAO? 
Yeah. They boot Santa out there, too. Yes. Uh, Casey uh, like, Norton says, like, the worst thing in five years look. until they cancel uh, Talking Smack. And, and then gender, uh, another comment no, from no, Omar. No, 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 no. Uh, is it Casey or Cassie? Casey? Casey. Casey. Casey, here's the thing. WWE, they literally had people mad enough to cancel subscriptions to WWE Network. Like, they are, people are not canceling their, their WWE subscriptions for Talk cancellation of Talking Smack. That's not a thing. Like, they're not, like, like, it's just one of, like, I will let them know, hey, this is bullshit, like, this is wrong. Like, it's Maybe y'all should have told the people right. that ran the show before yeah, like, you fucking canceled yeah, like, it. Talking <laughs> Smack, I mean, that, that, like, Talking Smack, right? Ah, like, okay. That, it, may, that may have just trended. But like that was the number one like but cancel WWE Network was like the number one trend for, days. For, for like a yeah for like a couple days after yeah. they did that people were furious like uh, they are so lucky that that Raw the next day it was in the in the Northeast like got snowed out so they had to basically even God wasn't there. having that bullshit yeah like we were joking about like even God was furious with, with the finish of the shit what they did like yeah. they like that was like the worst thing as far as fan outrage uh, Jinder Mahal will hold the belt until they decide which babyface will benefit from taking off him come SummerSlam. <laughs> no, Omar no, says. no, no. We still got no, the no, Indian no, no, tour. No, 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 you know, yeah, you know what? They're, they're going to decide. He's going to hold the belt until they decide who Corbin, what babyface Corbin needs to cash in on immediately after winning. That's Correct. what it is. Correct. Like, I see it right now. Uh, that. Babyface X beats that man? No, it could be it could be even like Sami Zayn beats him on a random episode of SmackDown, right? Yeah. Every crowd loses their mind. What happens? Jinder Mahal and the uh, Singh brothers absolutely destroy Sami Zayn. They leave, and all of a sudden, you start hearing that fucking biker music. <laughs> and, then, and then next thing you know, next month pay per view triple threat: two heels and a babyface. Oh my and the god! The babyface taking the pin. Oh my I'd god! See it, I see it right now. I see it over the horizon. Why? For heat. Yes, heat. Uh, so it looks like uh, we have the start of the of the G one today. Uh, the um, main event of this show is going to be Naito versus Kota Ibushi. Which, if you are not watching it, you need to. This is going to be one of the best matches of the year. Yeah. Uh, there was an incredible ten minute video uh, breaking down everything you need to know about the G one. This um, no hold on. This is what this this is what I'll say right. For those that have never seen Naito wrestle, if you see if you saw Kota Ibushi in the in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic, just know that Naito is pretty much every bit as good as him. Yeah, every bit as good as him, and he's an absolute like wrestling genius. Like as far as like laying out a match and creativity, the match he had with Michael Elgin earlier this year, they were doing things where Naito would do like a mid rope tope to the outside, mm-hmm. fall into the suplex position, yep. like, and get caught, and then take a suplex like that. Like, it was it was amazing. Just like, and then flip him around, like, best believe, we've got, you know, uh, we're, we're due for a, a classic. Um, yeah. So, the, um... You know what's funny? I don't, I think I've only seen, like, one Abushi match. I think I've seen, like, maybe, maybe six or seven Abushi matches. Mm-hmm. I think I've only, I think I've Naito only... match. No, I'm talking about Bushi. Oh, okay, I think I've only seen I've only seen like I've seen less than two handfuls of of, uh, of a Bushi match. I think the, I think I've only seen one match that wasn't four stars. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, like, he's incredible. <laughs> he was my like like the 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 first show I watched with New Japan was Wrestle Kingdom Nine. And it was exactly Nakamura like Nakamura. versus Bushi, and then what a better way and then to, five stars. <laughs> to, what a better way to, to to welcome yourself into a product. Yeah. Uh, um, 
And then uh, Omar was saying he can't wait. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't been excited for WWE as remotely as much as he is for the New Japan shows. Said Tiger Mask matches don't count, do they? Yeah, I've even only Tiger Mask W. I've only seen two. Ti- like, look, like the Tiger Mask match Okada. against against uh, against Okada. That was over four star. I was rated over four stars. And then the match that he had at Wrestle Kingdom against uh, Tiger Mask Black. I, that's like the one match I'm talking about. It's not for stars. Right. Like everything else has been great. Right. I mean, I guess you want to say maybe um, the Sean Malua match to start the, uh, the the Cruiserweight Classic. Like so, maybe that two, was really good. That match was really good. Yes. It might not have been the fourth star, but it was really right. damn good. Like it, it's gonna be on a DVD. So, right. like so, yeah, like that. He's that kind of wrestler. Yeah. Um, the coolest thing, like, it's gonna be the show starts Monday morning. The first day, uh, I just want to go through that quick card, if I can find it right here. Let's see. Uh, day one, G1 schedule. Okay. Compelling radio. Yeah, very compelling radio. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Is it tonight, or is it... I think it's, like, tomorrow. Uh, or the morning. I don't know. Uh, there, there are three big days to watch the G1. Uh, it is the last, uh, the first night of the tournament, obviously in both blocks, and then the last three nights or whatever. Um, uh, Simon, you will love the G1. I-, I promise you, like you, there's no way to not like the G1. If you're into the sport side of sports entertainment, as they said in that video. Like if, you, like if you're watching wrestling, like if, like, okay, so New Japan for me it's something I just parachute in on when it's like, they're going to put on matches. They're going to put on matches with guys that I know that, that I've seen before be do really good stuff in the past. And then like, you're, you're not going to get some type of run in or some type of ridiculous finish or whatever. You're actually going to some type of a clear finish or whatever it is. And like, that's one of the things that I enjoy about it is like, I don't, it's, it's not like watching NXT takeovers. It's like, Okay, this is a big show. Just every it's, fucking month. It's a, it's a big show, and it's going, and they're going to pay it off, in some, and they're going to pay off every single one of their their storylines, as opposed to some type of run in distraction finish bullshit, or their or a ref bump, or you know, like so. It's just, it's just, you know, and it's also a lot of the the pet is like, all right, I'm not in on every single day living and die with the product like I am with WWE. So it's also. It's also so refreshing that way, too. So I would say check it out, Simon. Yeah. Um, first night, uh, obviously, as we mentioned, it's going to be highlighted by Naito versus Ibushi. Then you got Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. And then the third match is Goto versus Ishii. Ishii. Jesus. And then you got Togi Makabe and Bad Luck Fale in a big man match. And then you've got old Yuji Nagata in his last G1 ever uh, against Yoshihashi. Dude, Yuji Nagata was on freaking Nitro. Nitro, yes, yes. in 97. Like, he's, he's an old, trusty, crickety man now, and he's still raw. Like, how many guys, right, like from the Attitude Era, are still working? Like, guys that were on, like, that was on Monday Night Television are still working uh, on some type of consistent level. Like, like Jericho. Jericho, Liger, Ray, uh, Big Show, I guess. You know, there's, there's, like, there's got to be, like, there's got to be, like, less than 25 guys. Like, are working on, like, keep people to have TV. Right. Like, there's got to be less than that. <clears throat> and let me go through the first day of the B Block. It will start with Kenny Omega versus Minoru Suzuki, which is going to be Jeez. interesting as hell. 
Because you don't know how to style a match. Gonna Correct. Be because like smash. like Mizuru, Minoru Suzuki is going to want to fight that man essentially and and whoop his ass. And Omega's going to be he wants he wants to have a fucking video game fight. Right. Right. <laughs> like, he, he's he's going to want to you know make it a video game match, and then Suzuki is going to want to make it a an actual fight. <laughs> then you've got Okada against Toru Yano, which could be absolutely hilarious. If Yano beats Okada, I'm going to oh, fucking oh, oh. laugh. Is Yano the comedy dude? Yes. Where, where he, be, he be out there stealing wins and shit. Like, bro, when I see this Minoru Suzuki uh, Toru Yano match, I'm going to mark out because if, if Minoru Suzuki laughs, it will be the third time he laughs in his life. I swear. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the vibe I get from this dude. Uh, the thing, okay, so the thing that, like, I saw the, the picture of all the, G, all the G1 contestants. Like, oh, you got to talk all, about that. Yes. Oh, my God. And they're all, like, in suits and they're all, like, I don't know. They're on some manicured grass, and they're yep. taking a picture. And I thought, like, this was like so. This is like a picture, like the, of like the NWA, like in the in the eighty in like eighty five when guys are out there all wearing suits and or whatever, do like hanging out with Rick, around Ric Flair for whatever reason. So I thought it was so weird that okay, Kenny Omega, like, why are you wearing train? Why are you wearing athletic trainers with a fucking suit, guy? Like, it's not that it's worse than the Seinfeld white sneakers with a suit. Um, <laughs> And then you would see, like, I mean, I think you said that, that Ishii, like, he, like, he got his suit right off the rack. Yes, right <laughs> off the rack. Ain't no color, you know. Just... Elgin, Elgin looked like uh, looked like a mob goon, like a hitman. Like he'll break it, like he'll break your face with his fist. Um, right. but it was, just, it was just sort of weird. It was like that's just a random picture. Like that's like they do it every they, I, they do that uh, every year. They take a picture like that for all the guys that are in. Gotcha. But I saw Toriano. I forgot his name, but I was like, why is the comedy dude in here? That's the first thing I thought. Why the yes. fuck is he in here? Bro, he's a lyric. What he does in the G1 is like, he steals, like, he, he plays the role of a spoiler. Like, he fucks shit up. And Great. Fuck it up challenge. Yup, the fuck it up challenge. Like, but, like, he's like, he's hilarious. He does comedy matches. Like, and, and I feel like there is room for that in New Japan because there's not, you know, it's such a serious environment sometimes that when Yano comes out, that man's absolutely hilarious. Like, it, he translates language. Uh, that's the best thing I can say, or, or transcends language. Um, in the also in the B block, you got Sonata, who I feel like is the, probably the brightest uh, young Japanese prospect uh, coming up. Uh, he got a victory over Okada, I believe. Even more than like um, and time bomb, even more than Time Bomb. They're very close. I think I think what's gonna happen with your boy Time Bomb. He ain't gonna last. He ain't, he ain't gonna, gonna last because he out here doing stupid shit he while wrestling. He ain't gonna last. Um, yeah, like Sonata is gonna be like. He's gonna be around for for ten years, like fighting Okada, like three years from now, four years from now, at Wrestle Kingdom, and then eventually he's gonna him and Knight. He's Naito is like young boy kind of in Lij. So yeah. eventually you're gonna get Sonata versus Naito, right. uh, and he's actually fighting his stable member. Is Evil. it? Is it? Um, isn't is it Takahashi? Hiromu Takahashi is yeah. in Lij. Yeah, he's yeah. A, yeah. I thought he was too. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we've got, uh, it was Sonata versus Evil, and then we got Michael Elgin versus Tamatonga, a.k.a. their Roman Reigns. Oh, <laughs> you gotta admit, you gotta admit, though, like, that was some real, that was some real old nigga stuff I just pulled, the old dude stuff I just pulled. Yeah, like, I don't remember his name, I remember his gimmick, Tom yep. Bomb, yeah, yeah, Tom Bomb, Evil and Tom Bomb, yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Then uh, we have Kojima versus Juice Robinson, and I think Juice Robinson, bro, Juice Robinson has an amazing opportunity in this tournament to further go to at least step up to the IC level. I got a question. Yeah. In the in the Long Beach G1, um, do you think he should have beat Saber? No. No? No. Um, 
the Saber Ishi match was really like interesting and all that, and I think they're gonna actually be in a rematch in the A block. But um, Juice is fine where he is. Like he's building organic support, which is like the the magic the key okay. word for that, the show. That man's a chick magnet, apparently. Yes, out there. that man probably fucking everything out there. I mean. Let's move on. Like, I, 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 I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I'm supposed, supposed to be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sure he is. Yes, like, yes, was, Omar. They do need to add that dude. What is his name, Omar? I don't, I don't know his name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. There's this young boy that's like absolutely huge, like, yeah, and, and he's really good. He's a guy Meltzer talks about. No, uh, he he's a guy Meltzer talks about. He's like, yeah, he's been in as a young boy for like two weeks, and he's better than. Like, guys that are in the Performance Center that haven't debuted that have been there for, like, two years. D'Angelo Williams? That's another guy. <laughs> did, did you did you see the, the highlight reel? No, nah, I never saw it. Man, he says he's not going to do it, but he needs to. That man can come in and be champion. You know how old D'Angelo Williams is? No. Dude, D'Angelo Williams came into the league, like, uh, he might have been in, like, the 06 draft? I mean, he's perfect for wrestling age then. Like, he can still get a run. I mean, maybe, but let me get. He probably got miles on him. Yeah, I mean, he's, when you run for a bunch of thousand yard seasons, you got mileage on you. Like, yeah, and also, like, it's different than like you're gearing up for having to, you know, get into all those car crashes once a week as opposed to like having to be in car crashes like five times a day in WWE yeah. or whatever. Like, they're not as severe car crashes, but like, they're still car crashes. Like, just less time to recover, and also. I mean, it's gonna be hard for like if you're if you're D'Angelo Williams, it's gonna be real hard for you to be out here working for like three hundred dollars three hundred dollars a match when you when you made <laughs> no no he can no he can come in and be on either main roster right now. Okay, let's say that's the case. How much are you gonna pay him to do it? I mean, if I were WWE, right? And like if you're D'Angelo Williams, as much money as you made. Okay. Would, would a million dollars a year be an, uh, would a million dollar uh, downside guarantee be enough for you to do this? Because for me, if, the you answer, have, if you have a passion for it, because the answer for me is fuck no. Like I, I like I've done. Look, I would take. I've taken all my hits already. I've already stacked. I've already made a bunch of money. I don't need your money, Vince. A million dollars ain't gonna do shit for me. Right. And I'm not. Look, and I'm not gonna do no. I'm not gonna do five or four house shows with TV. Like no, right. I'm not doing. He that. needs to be made. Like he, he definitely could be using like a special attraction. Capacity, you can bring them in. Look, we are look, we are look. We just created the next cycle of me, of uh, part timers. We just right now fucking fucking up with us. See, see, look, yeah. see this out. See this, this how it starts. This how it starts. Yep. Move, move the conversation yep. along. Yep. Um, <laughs> but that man raw though. Look, look, don't get it twisted. Look, Lesnar Williams WrestleMania thirty four. <laughs> Side of the scene. <laughs> uh, Casey Norris says uh, he needs to go to the Panthers again. Sorry, sorry, crossing streams. Uh, well, no, because they got think they just drafted. Uh, yeah, okay. they just drafted Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, so they have McCaffrey. They still have. I mean, obviously, you know, John Stewart's always banged up, but I mean, and and also, you know, the running back thing with McCaffrey. McCaffrey don't play running back. He plays offense. Right. Like right. That, receiver. He'll line up anywhere. Yeah. Like he, he where, played, where you need me, coach? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's, almost, you know, it's like it's like when um, Jalen Ramsey was at Florida State. It's like what is he? What position does he play? D 
defense. He, right. play, he lines up anywhere. He plays slot corner. He plays safety. He plays anywhere. He'll wow. play linebacker Send him to the XFL. Nah, man. That's <laughs> bro, did, did you ever see the XFL uh, 30 for 30? No, I didn't. Bro, it's just so much like, bro, they were fucking the money so hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, I heard, like... I mean, that's always the talk. Is like, if you kick out, like, the losses that they had in the XFL, like, the 2000s, like, by, they make so much money in 2000, they can afford to do... Bro, they can fuck if you are a wrestler, bro, yeah, like, you, furious. you had to be furious. But, like, yeah, so, it's like how Dirk, it's like, yeah, uh, what's I, the I, name? I'm, I'm, I'm out here... Yeah, Dirk's about to play for $5 million $5 million, yes. It'd be like, you're giving all that money back. To, and you want to give it to Wes Matthews. You want to give it to Wes Matthews. You, yeah. like, like, he's putting uh, Wes Matthews' kids through college right now on Dirk and Whiskey's <laughs> dime. And, 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 you know, Vince McMahon is, is having these fucking fake football players in, in, these, in these bullshit games that nobody watches for, with these ugly uniforms on. The first week. Yes, with these uniforms on, off of us taking these hard fucking bumps and selling out pay-per-views every fucking month, having the best year we ever fucking had, and you want to build a football league. Fuck you, Vince man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, bro, if if you're like fucking, I don't know, like, if you're Triple H at that time, right? Like, you're you're the champion, you're not a super main guy. No, especially with Triple H, right? So Triple H, look... They look. They kill him. They, he's the only person that's punished for the uh, for the freaking uh, curtain call, right? Yeah. Then he then he climbs his way out of that fucking well by himself with his two bare hands. Look, reinvent uh, degenera- degeneration. As even though if you go back and watch the retros, they're all just fucking geeks. But whatever. Besides the point. They're suck all, it. Yeah. Suck <laughs> it. Let, yeah. We're going to we're going to invade uh, W or CNN towers. Even though like we're all on tape saying that we're afraid that we're going to get arrested. Right. Anyway, that's not his point. Uh, we're going to go in blackface. Yeah, fuck this. No, yeah, never mind. Never mind. Look, fuck the Degeneration X. Yeah, like, fuck the X. Never mind. Come on. Um, uh, we got uh, We want to um, take it like we're uh, about an hour and ten minutes in, uh, but show's going really well. Uh, so if you guys want to continue for, you know, a, a couple, another couple minutes or so, we're, we'll be happy to take calls or questions uh, in the comments. Um, the... And even like we'll we'll stop the podcast portion and we'll just continue live in the group. Um, you know, we got a question from Omar. He says, "What do you guys think of the rumor of WWE secretly working under the table?" Oh, look into that. Scroll up and look at Casey's uh, question. Okay, uh, I'll do it. it. Speaking of part timers, Rousey showed up at the May Young Classic. Should she be? Uh, could she be about to sign with the company? Yes, because put it like this: she ain't fighting no time soon. Is she out of her contract with UFC, though? I mean, if she doesn't want... You can't make her fight. She might have to sit it out. I think there's probably some type of... Well, I'd imagine that there's something in that contract because, like, they have... They have definitely... Well, I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's not... Because there's no... There can't be a no-compete clause on there because they're not in competition with each other. Allegedly. Right. Um, because, you, trip, you know... UFC has for years and years and years tried to say that they're not like wrestling, even though like all the guys, all the people they've ever turned into box office draws are like wrestlers. Had had a wrestling had a wrestling game to them, like whether it was shells. Do I have to go off on Conor McGregor right now, or should I like wait till closer? Oh, the racist stuff he said. Yes, I mean he said racist stuff before. Like it's like it's like telling me the sun came up. Like I correct, like, but but like. uh... I, w- I would just imagine if this was Floyd Mayweather that was saying, you know, I love my white women out there, my white female fans, and I have a message for y'all. You know, 
and then he assumes a position like he's fucking them on stage. You know the national outrage that would have been sparked right now? Like, they would be trying to trying to arrest that man right now. Trying to arrest that they, man. They would be trying to get that man for the man act like he was I Jack think- fucking Johnson. <laughs> like... <laughs> like... <laughs> Yes. The man act. Okay. So this is what what I'll say, right? Well, I think Conor McGregor did absolutely phenomenal up until getting to Brooklyn when he did all that shit. I thought he ruined himself. I thought he embarrassed himself. And I I recognize that it's a spectacle. (coughs) It's 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 largely a worked thing. But But they're just like this is what I'll say. Come on, man. This is what I'll say. It's the fight game. The fight game has always been. There's always been about. uh, Always been about race baiting. Always cultural pride. Yeah, cultural pride and, and, and race baiting. And um, what I also will say is that uh, I don't, like, I don't know, like, if you've seen how he's gotten down before, I don't see why you'd be shocked that he would say this sort of stuff. Now, I did not know about the whole part about him saying like, he, like, he, lo- he loves sisters and he would, he would, in assume the position. Yes. Like, he's I, like, I he's, like, he's like, I, but, I, you know, I don't, I'm not following this. Right. Like, I, well, you know, I was dreading this thing happening when it, when it was talking about like potentially done, getting done. And when Dana White said it, like they're working on, it, I was like, Oh no. And then when, once it came official, I was like, Oh no. Like, I'm he's like, I'm black from the waist down. Yeah. I heard so it. I heard uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And then uh, I think Bomani had a great point when he was talking about this. He was like, why the fuck are y'all cheering? Y'all talking about his dick. Like, <laughs> essentially, like. <laughs> because you don't know why. Like, they just Because so cool they, 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 people do not care. Because they do not care about offending black people. They just oh, do not. They, they don't. Yeah. Otherwise, it, they would, otherwise, they wouldn't air that shit and just say he was offensive and racist and all this stuff and we're not buying pay-per-view. People from the body paper, this is the most bought pay-per-view maybe ever. If not the second most behind Pacquiao Mayweather. We're going to get back to that other question, Omar. But uh, we got some comments from um, uh, Jared uh, and also Simon. Simon says, fuck McGregor, racist bastard. Uh, I mean... That, look, that's how he feels. That's more than fine. My whole thing is this. Like, I don't, I don't, like, this is how I feel. Mayweather and McGregor are both terrible. This is a heel versus heel match. Yeah, it's a a heel versus heel program. Like, I don't like either one of them. Like, I'm going to watch the fight. That's my decision. If you choose not to watch the fight, that's your decision. Yep. And you're more, look, and look, I, I wish that I had the, I wish I had the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the moral integrity and compass that you do. <laughs> I just know that people are going to be, this is something that's an event, that, that, that's an event. And Where like, were you? And people are going to be in talking about this thing. And my, my, a lot of my friends don't talk about this. So I'm going to be in on it. I'm sure. not going to buy it. I'm not spending any money on this. Um, and, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wash it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Jared says, uh, he imagines Connor is going to straight up throw the end bomb at some point. (laughs) I mean, this is what I would say. I don't think he's that dumb. Here's the thing, right? When you come out here and and, and say, and tell, and say, hey boy, tell, tell the black person, hey boy, dance for me. And then that's about as bad. Look, and then say, hey, you can't read. And then you say, hey, sisters, assume the position and then you say you're blocking the ways down. Like, I think all those four things I just mentioned, like, together are worse than him actually dropping the inbox. It's more problematic <laughs> to me. But, 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 you know, it ain't, you know, to some people, it ain't racism until you drop the dreaded N-word. So then, like, that, you even know, then, so, even then, like, yeah, yeah, you're not a racist, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're an actor. Yeah. You're, you're playing, you're, yeah, you're playing a character. Oh, man. Um, so, oh, the black, per- the black person you, you said it to said it was okay or came up with the idea. So that means it's okay. Because, you know, he was at the meeting and said he is, and he got the okay. He got the clearance. 
fuck out of here. <laughs> um, so that's going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up the podcast portion. But James, you want to stay live in the group? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, that's going to wrap up the podcast portion. Uh, if you guys want to hear the rest of this conversation, we'll be available in the archives of the One Nation Radio uh, live thread in uh, the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, make sure you guys check out socialsuplex.com. Peace. Later.